on Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter four of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, 12, 12, number 12, Grimaud Place. I was, (laughs) it's kind of a tongue, it's not really a tongue twister, but it it can be difficult Why is it a tongue twister? Well, maybe it's just because I didn't properly remember what the chapter is called, but, so, you know, Vaughn, yeah. Alright, so, I know this is our analysis for today, but I just want to say, just get it out there, I'm super excited for the new movie to come out. Like, I'm really pumped, because, like, we haven't gotten new Harry Potter content in four years, three years? Probably almost four years since Crimes of Grindelwald came out. And so finally we're getting this new one, and I'm I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen with these characters. And, like, what questions are going to get answered. So full disclosure, I did read a couple of spoilers. Because, for some reason, they decided to release the film in India. A week earlier. This Friday, on the 8th. So we don't get it until the 15th. So I was preparing for today's analysis... And in the process of that, I did read two spoilers, and I'm not going to reveal either of them, so we're just going to, I'm just going to pretend like I hadn't seen those. And we don't encourage that you go seeking out these as, uh, as well. Yeah, it's going to be so much more fun for everyone in the situation to see the movie and see what happens in it for yourself rather than read spoilers online. Like, I super regret even looking at an article that had spoilers on it, because I'm just kind of sad that those things got revealed for me before the I get to see the movie. But it's only a couple things, so I'm not super upset. Like, um, but yeah, it still kind of sucks. Alright, so this chapter is, you know, Harry, he's, he's kind of angry in this chapter, you know, Vaughn? He's always angry he's, in this book. It's a it's a good glimpse of what we're gonna get in this book for sure. So yeah, he is very upset, especially with his friends. I think that's something we see a lot of in this book. Like you said, Vaughn, he's just very frequently upset with his friends. Um, was he upset in your part of the chapter, Vaughn? Uh no. I mean, well, no, he wasn't. I mean, he was sorta, but he was trying to find out answers as to why Hermione and Ron wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. Same with mine, basically. That's, yeah. Um, alright. So we are going to start with the first sentence, as always. So first sentence is, what's the order of the Harry began? Moody told him not to say anything outside, and they watched as the door and windows appeared between numbers 11 and 13. So basically they're facing, like, all these buildings, which I've never seen houses like this, but maybe they're more common. I think they are more common in Britain, where it's, like, one wall, but there's, like, a million different houses in that one wall. Like, there's no separation between any of them. Well, I mean, it's compacted living. Yeah. But I don't really see that that much in America. Or, or at least in Southern California, I don't see that that much. Um, yeah, I do think it is... When you see a lot of pictures of London, that's what you see. Mm. 
Harry walked towards the house, and Lupin tapped the door once with his wand. They all walked inside, where it was completely dark. The lamps on the walls turned on, and Harry could see peeling wallpaper, threadbare carpet, a cobby cobwebby cobwebby chandelier, a cobwebby chandelier, and portraits lining the walls. Mrs. Weasley came through the door on on the opposite end of the hallway and hugged Harry. She told the group behind him that everyone had arrived so the meeting could start. Harry tried to follow Lupin through the door, but Molly said that the meeting was only for order members, but she would take him to Ron and Hermione. She told him to be quiet when they walked past curtains, and Harry saw that there were house elf heads mounted on the walls. Which is like... Why would why would you want to hang your dead servant's head on a wall? I don't know. They were a pretty dark family. It's, it's not a necessarily, it's not necessarily the best way to remember somebody, but I mean, it does a job. I, I know exactly. Okay, but it's just weird. You okay, know, this is this is probably a weird. Maybe question, it's like but a, maybe it's like an animal, and their head is like a trophy. At the when the when the house of there's a point where the house elf decides to turn on the blacks, so the blacks have to kill it, and then they frame it. Yeah. Okay, here's my question, Vaughn. Since you can hunt animals and stuff their heads and mount their heads onto walls, you, I think you know where this is going. Can you stuff human heads and mount them onto walls? Like, I'm I'm not, I'm not that considering says, that, that it. That has but... nothing to do with Harry Potter. Of course it's Yes, you can. No, but it does, because they mounted house elf heads on the wall. Yes, you can. I assume so. And I'm thinking, house elves are very similar to humans. You know? How I know, I know. Talking? How similar are we talking? You really just have to di- digest what I'm asking. I don't know, like, their faces, like, are kind of similar. They probably have the same organs that we do. Um, where are we? He wondered what, so Harry wondered what they were doing in a house that looked like it belonged to dark wizards. Molly left Harry at a door, and when he walked to Hermione, and he when he walked into the room, Hermione hugged him. She told Harry that they wanted to explain everything through their letters, but Dumbledore wouldn't let them. So, what, what do you think would happen if they actually did? What would Dumbledore do? That's what I'm wondering. I don't. Abandon, what, how would Dumbledore friends? know? How would Dumbledore know? He's Dumbledore. Of course he would know. Would he, though? Mm-hmm. How? He how would. would he know? Because he can't. He would Can know. he read minds? He's, he's freaking Dumbledore. He's Harry freaking Dumbledore. No. No, he's, he's Albus freaking Dumbledore. No, he's Albus freaking... Br- Wolfric freaking Brian freaking Dumbledore. Okay. Oh no, I for, I forgot. Um, freaking Percival, freaking Dumbledore. There we go. You gotta get all the names in there, cause otherwise it's just it's not it's not accurate. It probably, probably wasn't in the right order. Albus Dumbledore's. It probably wasn't in the right order, but it was good enough. Isn't it like Albus Percival Wolfric Brian or Dumbledore? Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. That makes more sense. Albus Percival Brian Wolfric. Wolfric no, Wolfric okay. Brian. Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Yes. 
Okay. So, Hermione let go of Harry, and Hedwig landed on his shoulder. Ron showed Harry his hand and said that she pecked them, but they couldn't tell Harry anything. So I guess Hedrick went to the house to get letters from them and return and just, just stayed there. Just, just just stayed. Like pecked their hands and, and just decided to not go back to Harry. Harry found that he was not sorry and suddenly felt that he would have rather Ron and Hermione left him alone. Hermione told him that Orris had been following him all summer to make sure that this didn't happen. Uh, Harry said obviously this didn't work out. So Harry is a little understandably upset that he yes. has been being trailed all summer by these wizards that and no one's knowing. even told him. Very sad. Like, would you be upset too? I, I, like, what, what do you think I you would, would do? I would be mad. I would start contemplating who was the Aurors, like that I saw. Like, oh, that's true. Who can I trust anymore? Who? Was it disguised as a bush? You what, know? What, it, was it the neighbor's dog? Was uh, the neighbor secretly an animagus and it was the neighbor's dog? Was it the neighbor's goldfish? Maybe it's been... T- Imagine no, being an an... Maybe it's been posing as the neighbor's goldfish for the past ten years. And one time it had to come out of... Hi- this time it had to come out of hiding. To save Harry. And its owner is so freaked out. That's that's good. Okay, here's my question. Imagine you're, you know, you're doing the whole process to become an animagus. You're going through the whole one-month cycle, full moon cycle thing, right? And then when you finally become an animagus. I think it is. Yeah, it is. You have to, like, keep this thing in your mouth for a whole month. And so you do that whole process just to become like a goldfish. Or I was gonna say a rat, but clearly Peter Pettigrew made it work. So what's another what's an animal that like if you turned into that you would die? Uh a fish. A fish much or... more much more different than a goldfish. Uh, salmon. A salmon? Uh, a shark, a whale. A whale would be cool, though. A whale would what destroy it, everything it, around you. What if you beat yourself? What if you, you just turn back into a human? Yeah, exactly. You're so an, you just, like, like an, freak people out. Oh, you should, what if you became, like, a flying fish where you had that, where you like, the fish that had, like, tiny wings? <laughs> You're an all-terrain vehicle. That's so weird. Air, and ocean, ocean, and land. How about how about if I, <laughs> how about if I'm a flying squirrel? I, you cannot breathe underwater, so I think that's a no for me. True, but if you're a flying squirrel, you can at least fly and walk on land. But so can birds. So if you had to be any animagus, what would you want to be? A horse? I feel like, would a horse be good or bad? I can't decide. I feel like a dog is preferable, of anything. Is it possible, do you think it's, it's possible to become an animorph make us for an insect? We know that from Rita Skeeter. Do you think there's a limit? Does it encompass all life in the universe? Like, can I become, what's, I forget what it's called, but there's this, like, one, what, can I become a bacteria cell? Could I? Could I become a virus? Could I become 
a vi well, virus might not be alive. I don't know about that, but yeah, could we become bacteria cells? I want to be a white blood cell. <laughs> why, a, why, why a white blood cell? Or a, or a space squid. A space it, squid. Is it, does it encompass all life in the universe or just like life on Earth? What about magical life? I don't. Because we haven't seen oh, that's true. any Co person yet become an animagus for a magical thing. Do you think, like, what if I became a fox the phoenix? I don't. But not fox. I don't. We just still don't know phoenix. if that's possible, though. Wait, isn't there a theory that Dumbledore, like, is fox the phoenix? No, he is not fox the phoenix. I think we can all be assured that he's not a fox the phoenix. I think it's a bit of an absurd theory. But, no, I've heard the theory before that, like, he time-traveled or no, something. No, no. So he's a- Yeah. He's not Fox I think Phoenix. it's Mr. Carlin Brothers' theory, in fact. What do you think about that? You don't think it's possible? It's not- No. Have you heard the- Do you know the Dumbledore, like, is Ron theory? What? That's a theory that Dumbledore is Ron. So he was the one that kissed Hermione. Or, or no, 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 no. Ron is Dumbledore. I think. Sorry, is wait. what I meant. Oh, to say. okay, okay. <laughs> oh gosh. So, wait, so I think Ron Harry would is Dumbledore. What's, what's I, that? That's a theory, up that theory. I don't know. No, I, okay, I, I, have, I have, is a theory. I have, I have a new theory. Okay. Every single person in the Harry Potter universe, it's just a dream that a single cell organism living in a zombie-filled apocalypse is having. I'm really confused now. All right, I think it's I think it's time we moved on from becoming an animagus and from Ron being Dumbledore. So. <laughs> Let's keep going. Ron started to explain that him and Hermione, he and Hermione, I don't I don't know what my grammar was there, that he and Hermione didn't really know anything either, but Harry started to yell. Harry said that even though they hadn't been at the meetings, at least they weren't stuck at the Dursleys. And it wasn't fair because he had managed more than either of them ever had, and Dumbledore knew it too. Honestly, Aww, Harry is pretty vicious. Let me try to find it because he gets he gets vicious in this part. He is like he's, really he's kind of being mean at, at this point. Like I I'm I'm much more heroic than you guys are. I'm awesome. I'm the coolest kid. Right here, let me read it. Let me read it. I'm gonna be Harry for a second. So you haven't been in the meetings. Big zeal. You've still been here, haven't you? You've still been together. Me, I've been stuck at the Dursleys for a month, and I've handled more than YouTube ever managed. And Dumbledore knows it. Who saved the Sorcerer's Stone? Who got rid of Riddle? Who saved both your skins from the Dementors? Who had to get past dragons and sphinxes and every other foul thing last year? Who saw him come back? Who had to escape from him? Me. But why should I know what's going on? Why should anyone bother to tell me what's been happening? Can't have wanted to that much. Can't, can't have wanted to that much, can you? Or you'd have sent me an owl. But Dumbledore made you swear. Four weeks I've been stuck in Privet Drive, nicking papers out of bins to try and find out what's been going on. 
I suppose you've been having a real laugh, haven't you? Hold up here together. So he really just goes after them. He's like, guys, I've gone through more than you ever have in your, what, 16 years? 15 years? Like, I I can't just hang out with you guys, you non-heroic losers. I I have to find a new table in Gryffindor. I'm sorry, guys. I have to find a new table to eat lunch at, guys. I can't eat lunch with you anymore. I've got to eat alone at the cool kids' table. Because I'm so cool, and everybody else is just a nerd. How do, how yes, do you, don't you even know who I am? How do you how do you think it is for me when I'm here all alone, like a loser? I'm not a loser. You guys are losers. So how do you think it is for me? Yeah. I've been through a lot, just being lonely at the cool kids table. More, yeah, more than you could even understand because you guys is you guys wouldn't understand ever because it's not like you helped me with any of that stuff. Hermione began to cry and said that she was sorry. They told him that they were at the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix, and it's the secret society Dumbledore formed the last time Voldemort rose to power. Uh, Ron said that the only information they had was what they had found out using Fred and George's extendable ears. Fred and George operated into the room and told Harry that a couple fi- a couple people 50 miles away probably didn't hear him yelling. Which just kind of annoyed Harry because everything annoys Harry Wait, in this book. Do you mean There's a a couple fifty miles away probably heard him yelling? Probably didn't. So Why? he should just keep yelling. Is basically what they're saying. Oh, I, I didn't. They're I'm like Harry, that. you gotta get your. They're basically just like Harry, you gotta get your feelings out because like maybe someone a fifty miles away didn't hear you. You should keep yelling. Jenny came to the door and said hi to Harry. She told the group that the extendable ears wouldn't work because they had put an imperturbable imperturbable charm on the door. Fred said shame because he would have liked to find out what Snape was saying. Ginny said Bill didn't really like Snape either. Fred's, Fred said that Bill had a desk job in London where he, would, where he could work for the Order and give Fleur English lessons. He also said that Charlie was in Romania trying to recruit members as well. Harry has to, uh, wait, so- What are they gonna do from Romania? I mean, I assume recruit Romanian wizards, I I suppose. Because I feel like, I feel like this whole, like, threat to the wizarding world, this is really just an England problem. How, how large is the order? How many members do they have? I don't know, I think 20 or something. (laughs) But, like, dude- same with Grindelwald. Like, that's, that's just an America problem. I don't think any other country is worried about Grindelwald or any other country is worried about Voldemort. They're just leaving that in breaking like, and in America. It's got to be like a... Because it, it's supposed to be wide-spanning. It can't be 20 people trying to stop Voldemort in that in that society. Like, you'd think there'd yeah. be a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Um... Percy, what he should do is, I would recruit dragons. Percy is a literal dragon specialist or whatever. Charlie. He is in Romania working with dragons. You'd think he'd be able to use the dragons to uh, help fight Voldemort. But say, say like, the Battle of of Hogwarts um, in Book 7... What if he, what if he got the dragons and taught him who to kill, and the dragons are resistant to spells. With 
all this in mind, you think you, like they would have like tamed dragons that they might be able to use? Yeah, because doesn't doesn't Newt say that they used dragons in World War One? They they did. Well, that's that's what Newt says. Um, all right. I'm looking up How if they're can continue on. Oh, okay, apparently you can't tame Jeepers, or dragons. Um, Harry, uh, Harry asked about Percy, but the Weasleys were all visibly uncomfortable, as mentioned. They said he had been hired- Oh, here we're getting to the Percy drama. They said he had been hired- Yay! They, they said he had been hired to be <laughs> Fudge's assistant, and when Arthur said that Fudge hired him to spy on, spy on the Weasleys and Dumbledore- Percy got extremely mad, disowned his family, and left. And I kind of feel for Percy here. Yes. Because not only did, did he just get the super high-up job, but he's super happy about it. He's super happy about it, but his family is not even happy for him, and his dad's kind of ridiculing him for it. Exactly. Like, oh, you're just a puppet of here. And it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll get mad And, too. like, Percy is kind of doing, Percy is doing it innocently. Like, he doesn't. It's not understand maybe yeah no it's not so they began to hear footsteps at the stairs and friend george apparated away Herm- um hermione and ron apologized to harry for not telling him more and miss weasley called them for dinner hermione and ron told harry about the miserable and mud-blooded hating house elf there creature and ron said my that favorite house elf of all the house elves it's your favorite creature is like a beautiful a beautiful creature i love him so much and i love when he comes back in seven making a, a reappearance yes i really love it um ron said that he was quote-unquote nutters uh uh they began to walk through the hallway to dinner but then they noticed a crowd of people including snape they backed away so that friend george could blow an extendable ear to and listen but the but the group moved away from the extendable ear uh, they, uh, a lot, so some of them left the building, and Tonks and Lupin locked the door behind them. Miss Weasley began escorting Harry to the kitchen, where Tonks knocked over an umbrella stand. Wait, yeah. Miss Weasley began escorting Harry to the kitchen when Tonks knocked over an umbrella stand and made a pair of velvet curtains open to reveal a woman in a painting. She screamed about half-bloods and mudblends when Sirius arrived, and he, um, lessened in Hello, Harry, he said grimly. I've seen you've met my mother. Okay, so really quickly, I know this exact umbrella stand, they sell it at, I want to say, Universal Orlando. They sell it in, like, a pencil holder form. How, well, we don't actually see the umbrella stand. It's not even in the film. It's in the film. She doesn't, yeah, it is. No, she doesn't. It's not in the film. Yeah, it is. It's not in the film. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you and we're done recording, okay? okay? Alright, so now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for our analysis. I love magic. Okay, so we're back for our analysis. I'm so excited to talk about this. So why don't we just go straight into it. So The Secrets of Dumbledore is released this Friday in the U.S. of A. And that is three days from when this episode comes out. So hopefully if you listen to this before the movie comes out, you're going to, I don't know, be excited too. So we're going to recap the past two movies and give our predictions for what is going to happen in the new movie. We're going to talk about 
what we want to happen, what we want to see from certain characters, um, how this is going to lead into the final duel, because that's, that's, that's what the series is leading to. So, let's start with our Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them recap. So I'm basically just going to kind of say stuff, and Vaughn, like, you, we can just discuss it as I go, okay? And it's all from this article that I can link in the description. So this movie takes place in 1926, and it is about British magizoologist Newt Scamander, who is visiting New York, and he brings with him a suitcase full of magical creatures. And the, the animals get loose, and he has to recover them. So meanwhile, the city is also being attacked by an obscurus, which is a, a dark force caused by an individual repressing their magical powers, which turns out to belong to Credence Barebone, the abused adopted son of a religious fanatic. So the basically the person who's running this orphanage, she's running the like second Salemers group, and she's basically a muggle preaching about how wizards should not be allowed to basically live. She basically wants to persecute magical people. Yeah, the second Salemers with Salemers Charles, you know. That was that was a good touch to that movie, I think. Yeah, it's, it was I a good really organization name. Story. I, I agree. I agree. And, the second Salemers is very good. And they sort of had them wear the same clothing. Did they wear the same, like, sort of, like, pioneer, like, pilgrim clothing? Because, uh... Um, I think they do wear old-fashioned clothes. Because I think Credence wears some sort of, like, Amish Because the leader of it, when she's talking, thing. uh, she does look, I think, as I recall... Yeah, they, they are wearing those uh, kind of clothes. She's wearing older clothes. Alright, so then so then all while this is going on, one of the high-ranking government officials in the American Ministry of Magic is monitoring all of this stuff, and he is actually Gellert Grindelwald in disguise as uh, Graves. Isn't that his name? Graves, yes. His name's Graves, yeah. Okay, so the key, so the next section is where did the key characters leave off? So the key characters are obviously T uh, Newt, Tina, Queenie, Jacob, Credence, and Grindelwald. So at the end of this film, Newt is basically, Newt in this film helps bring Grindelwald into custody and restores the damage done to New York in the battle. Newt returns to Europe to continue working on his book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Tina goes back to being on good terms with Makuza, which is the American wizarding government, and she's last seen saying an emotional goodbye to Newt. Queenie and Jacob. Why don't we talk about them for a second? So, Jacob. Jacob. How, what do you, like, who's your favorite character in Fantastic Beasts to start? Easily Jacob. You think so? He's, he's a lovable character, he's likable, and he's, yeah. It's like he's learning. All right, talk about him. What? Talk about him in the first movie. In the first movie, uh, he I like how like so unaware about this he all is, and then the entire time he just he still doesn't think he's in a dream. He he still thinks he's in yeah. a dream up until the scene where he's done, where he's like feeding the 
the animals with me. Yeah. And then it, I think it was a nice ending. Um. Yeah. Where uh, where he like, fought, he made managed yeah. to get his bakery going. But personally, I think they should have let him just stay in his bakery, but later on come back for him, like out of necessity or something. Like needed like Maybe, another person yeah. for the plan. But doesn't he remember something? What do you mean? Like, you can tell that he kind of remembers Queenie. I think so. I mean, it looks like something clicked in his head. So I think, so how it ends is he has opened his bakery and Queenie comes in and is like looking at the stuff. And Kowalski clearly has some recollection of her. But also, you know he remembers some stuff because all of his baked goods are, like, themed after the yeah. animals. After the animals he saw. So, yeah. So, you know he, he remembers some stuff. And then the next movie, it picks up with, like, she had put, she put a, a love potion on him, right? After, after the fact. She only did it, um, later on. Wait, so did how did she do it? I, didn't at the for end of the first movie do it, didn't she give him something? I don't think so. She, I think like either she was buying something or she was gonna get, she was giving him like baked goods. Uh, I don't think that would be really so. Credence at the end of the movie is presumed dead after his Obscurus is destroyed in the final battle, and somehow he escapes, and we know that because of the crimes of Grindelwald. And Gellert Grindwald is taken into custody by Makuza, put into jail. So, I don't, for some reason I thought Albus Dumbledore was in this movie, but apparently he's not in this movie. Theseus is Newt's older brother, he's mentioned, but he's not in it. And Leda is Newt's childhood friend, and he there's a picture of her that I think Queenie sees in the briefcase. She thinks, yeah, it was a picture of him in the paper. Saying that that um Scamander was gonna get married to Lita, but it was talking about Theseus Scamander, not new. That's why Tina wasn't gonna talk to him the, for that movie. Yeah, cause she liked. So it. then we, yeah. So the details worth remembering for this movie, um, about this movie are mainly so Tina and Credence have a history, which I completely forgot about until I read this article. But I'm gonna read the thing. It's revealed late in the film that Tina lost her aura job because she tried to defend Credence from his mother's abuse in front of many of his second Salemers, thus risking exposure of magic, and was subsequently ordered to stay away from the group. Did you remember that, Vaughn? I didn't remember that at all. Um, Crimes of Grindelwald, for, for me, it was a big, it was like a blur. No, that's, we're talking about right the first Fantastic Beasts. We're still on that. Wait, yeah. No, no, we're talking about the first Fantastic Beasts film. Yeah. They don't ever mention Lita in the first Fantastic Beasts film. No, Tina. I thought you were talking about Lita. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, no, oh, Tina and you were childhood Tina. friends. No. No, I said Lita and Newt were childhood friends. Yes, I'm talking about Lita. <laughs> no, right now we're talking about Tina and Credence's history together. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. 
Yeah. Mina All and right. Tina are such similar names. I, I guess so. I, yeah, They're, okay. They rhyme, so and then, they both have similar... Yeah, three, of their, three, yeah. three of their letters are similar. Are the same, I mean. Or two yeah. of them. Yeah. All right. So, wizard slash nomad relations are brought in the U.S. So, on the nomad side, extremist groups like the Second Salemers, which are led by Credence's mother, Mary are bent on seeking and destroying wizard kind, and at least some mainstream nomadges are starting to believe in the existence of magic. On the magical side, wizards are terrified of exposure, fearing that nomadges will turn on them. As such, wizards are not allowed to befriend or marry nomadges in the U.S., though it seems they can in the U.K., since Newt scoffs that those laws are rather backwards. If a, if a wizarding, if, if a war between the wizards and the muggles did actually break out, who do you think would win? Wizards. Why? They have so much more power. I think because wizards have everything that muggles have, plus magic. Because wizards can operate guns, they can wizards operate Wizards can airplanes. Operate, operate weapons, but have we ever seen a single wizard use a gun? No, but they don't need it. Wizards don't have missiles. They don't have tanks. They don't have America. They don't have America? They don't have... They could, though. They don't have nukes. They could, though. So, do you think a magical shield could block an atomic weapon? I don't know. It could barely block people, so I don't know if it could block an atomic weapon. Yeah, okay, and then the last two things that you need to remember is that Grindelwald is on the rise. Um, uh, so basically, yeah, he's on the rise, um, which is going to be basically revealed. I, I'm saying basically a lot. Sorry about that. It's going to be revealed in the next film that Grindelwald is like taking power. And then the last thing to remember is that Newt's Fantastic Beasts are hardly beloved. Um, he explains to Tina that he wants t- his book to educate wizards on why we should be protecting magical creatures instead of killing them. So that is our recap of the Fantastic Beasts movie. Why don't we move on to The Crimes of Grindelwald? Uh, this, yeah. So why don't we talk about The Crimes of Grindelwald movie for a second, Vaughn? So a lot of people don't like this movie. I don't like, okay. What do you think about Crimes of Grindelwald? It's, it's good and bad at the same time. Bad because it's hard to keep up. Okay. There's so much information getting thrown at you. For me, it feels disorienting. It feels kind of jumbled up um, and just hard to follow. All right. Like, from the get-go. Even rewatching it is difficult. I understand it more now, but still, it can just be difficult to watch. As a Harry Potter fan, how do you feel about the movie? As a Harry Potter fan, I think it's a pretty good movie. Um, I, I felt like it was kind of dumb that they had him transported on that night. I mean, it could have been a more, bit more realistic. I mean, I, it was I a think dramatic they did scene. it because of security issues. It was a dramatic scene, but did they have to do, did they have to put two guards on the flight transporting Grindelwald? <laughs> Doing it True. on a flying carriage in the middle of night during a thunderstorm. 
I think they did it just to avoid attention from muggles. I mean, that's true, but you did you did they even have to transport him? I, I guess not. That's true. We could have just kept him where he was. But I, yeah, I, I agree. I was like, if you're going to, you know, watch this movie all by itself as someone who doesn't like Harry Potter, you're going to hate it. Just inevitably, you're going to hate it. But if you're someone like us who really just wants more Harry Potter content, you're probably going to love it because it gives you a lot of information. It gives you a lot of stuff to theorize about. I, I mean, I didn't love and... it, but it, I think it was decent. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I wouldn't say it was as good as I don't I wouldn't say it was as good as Harry Potter number three. It's probably on par yeah. with two or one. Uh I like one, so then it's probably on par so maybe... with one. Alright. So the plot follows Newt Scamander and Albus Dumbledore as they attempt to take down Gellert Grindelwald while facing new threats in a more divided wizarding world. And so this story, it takes place in New York, London, and Paris in 1927, so only a year later. And it starts with Grindelwald. So this is a synopsis. I'm just going to read this. Grindelwald has made a dramatic escape from Yakuza custody. The villainous Grindelwald has been busy gathering more followers to his cause, elevating wizards above all non-magical beings. The only one who might be able to stop him is the wizard he once called his dearest friend, Albus Dumbledore. But Dumbledore will need help from the wizard who had thwarted Grindelwald once before, his former student, Newt Scamander. Newt will again be joining, but Newt will again be joined by Queenie and Tina Goldstein in the next film, as well as his nomad friend, Jacob Kowalski. However, the mission against Grindelwald will test their loyalties as the wizarding world becomes more divided and more dangerous. So yeah, basically, there's a lot of characters introdu introduced in this movie, and then there's the whole issue with like Lita and Theseus, how they're engaged. Okay, let's let's talk about yeah. So basically, this movie starts with sorry, I keep saying basically. Uh, Grindelwald escapes. That's how it starts. Um, and then Newt is with Jacob and Queenie. Queenie put a love charm on Jacob, so he's kind of forced to be in love with her. Tina, I guess, ran to Paris to try and find Credence, right? Isn't that why she goes there? Did I think she did. I think that's it. Yeah. And, the re and then she's also upset with Newt because the paper said that Newt was um, engaged to Lita when they actually meant that Theseus was engaged to Lita. Um, yeah. So then let's talk about the Credence situation, Vaughn. The situation with Credence um, being Aurelius, but also let's explain Credence and Corvus. Uh, why don't you explain that, since I know you know that pretty well. Okay, so they're on the boat. Lita is frustrated because her baby brother, Corvus, cannot stop crying. So... What she does, she she's, she pulls a little sneaky sneaky, she swaps it out with another baby that's not crying, that's Credence. She takes him back to her room, puts him in the bed, swap, it's not seen. But then the boat begins to sing. She doesn't have time to go get the other baby, and it ends up drowning in the boat with, with its not mother. They go, they, and Lita manages to escape with this new baby that she doesn't know, 
credence. So, we are also at the end of the Crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald tells Credence that his name is in fact Aurelius Dumbledore. So we kind of have to figure out, does Grindelwald know that Corvus and Credence were swapped at birth? Do you think Grindelwald would know it? How could Grindelwald possibly know? How could he possibly know? So, what, I mean, I was thinking maybe the skull he, he used, what, what are the abilities of the skull? Uh, oh yeah, because he can see into the future, right? Uh, that's like, he's like a seer or something, Wait, so he what can see into the future. Um... What's it say, okay, When used, it allows others to experience Grindelwald's visions. So he could so see he the future. Visions. He could see the future, and he got visions. He could have possibly foreseen that event where Corvus and Credence got uh, switched. Because um, I assume he foresees, like, important events. Yeah. At least according to him. And maybe he knew that would be important. Yeah. Okay, and then, so what do you think is going to happen with Aurelius? So, I think, I hope, at least, that it, he's not going to be a Dumbledore at all. Why do you hope that? Because the Dumbledore uh, family is already so confusing, and it's just like a bit of a curveball. Like, do we really need another confusing storyline added on to the Dumbledore? It's what I hope, but I, it's not what I think is going to happen. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be an actual relative of Dumbledore. I'm not sure how it's going to be, but I think right. it's going to be. Okay. Um, For me, what I'm thinking is going to... Well, well I, I remember thinking this, like, more when I, when I first was, like, watching Grindelwald. Uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, I think what's going to end up happening is Credence, Credence's Obscurus is the same one that uh, Ariana had. It just, when she died, it went and latched, latched onto Credence. I think that's how does it's that work? related. Is it ha does, how does that work? Yeah. That happens? Yeah. Because it's like a parasite. That's what the Obscurus is. Oh, okay. Wait, so technically you can kill right, every single about... person on the world. Is there a way to eradicate Obscurus? No idea. Vaughn, okay, let's talk about the Blood Pact. Okay. Go ahead, Vaughn. Uh, Basically, they, they need to break it to be able okay, to hurt each so other. So, Blood Pact, it's a pact of blood magic that Dumbledore and Grindelwald made to say, hey, we can't hurt each other because we're best friends and we're in love. But that happened when they were younger. Now, now Dumbledore, now Dumbledore, not friends with Grindelwald. So, they're trying to destroy it so Dumbledore can hurt Grindelwald. And fight. Right. Queenie and Jacob. I, I have a lot of strong feelings about Queenie. I understand what she's doing, man. I get, I get it. I get it wanting to uh, be with your, your, your love. Your one true love, that is Jacob Kowalski. But, like, 
I don't know. I feel like at this point, I don't even know if her motives for being with Grindelwald are even about Jacob anymore. Because uh-huh. this movie is taking place ten years after the first one took, after the second one took place. So should like, is it even possible that is it possible that she doesn't even care about Jacob anymore? I think she cares about Jacob, but I think she's trying to help him at the same time. Yeah, it's been ten years, so I don't. Yeah. Wait, it's been ten years between the making of the. Wait, so it's ten years between Grindelwald's and this one. Between the crimes of Grindelwald and this next film. Not between the release, between the like in canon. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we need to talk about Jacob getting a wand. Um, he's obviously gonna use it. We've seen him use it. I don't think you have to be a wizard, but I just don't think you can use it as well as a wizard could if you're a muggle. Okay, here's here's my confusion, alright? At the end of the trailer, you see Jacob eating breakfast in the Hogwarts dining hall with some kids that go to Hogwarts. Muggles cannot see Hogwarts. How could he be there? It's annoying. Okay, I'm gonna be mad if he's not a muggle. That's, that's just gonna be frustrating to me. Um, why might he could be there? Maybe Dumbledore, Dumbledore's a headmaster. He could give Jacob special permissions. Um, maybe you could just, on on the inside, you might, um, you might be able to see it. Uh, you know. That's true. And Tina. Tina is not on any of the promotional pictures for this film. And Supercon seems to think it's, um... What's your name? I completely forgot. Corky or something? I forgot her name. Oh, I forgot her name too, but we'll just call her Corky. It doesn't matter. Corky. She's not even important. Yeah. And Supercon probably thinks- Corky. Like, pork. Porky. Porky is going to be- (laughs) It it, um, is just Tina with Polyjuice Potion. I also agree with this, uh, because, of course, Tina's in the film. We don't need Porky. Uh- yeah, we don't need Porky. It, it, I think it's probably. I think that's probably true. Yeah. And then Newt and Theseus. Uh, I don't really I know why I, I don't put know them what to on say. here, but I think I think over the ten years they'll resolve their differences. You know. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. And Grindelwald. Grindelwald. The big the. He's the guy who isn't played by Johnny Depp anymore. He's easily my favorite character. And yeah. I, I've ju- I know I've only seen the teaser in the normal trailer for the, for it, but like I it doesn't feel that weird now that Johnny Depp's gone. Oh, I love Johnny Depp. Like, it, didn't, but it didn't feel I like think some, I could get used. Like I I'm going to get used to it like immediately. I think so too. It's gonna. It, it's just gonna be um, like that it, number two and number three Dumbledore transition of Harry Potter. Yeah, true. Like no one will even notice it, but they probably will. I mean, they're gonna get used uh, to they, it. They will. Like after. The- like, will our kids? Will our kids realize it? Is the question. Well, of course they'll realize it. They. They, they look powder. Like Grindelwald's- face isn't powdered white. Exactly. Isn't that weird? They, like, stylistically changed him completely. Yeah. Wait, I want to look at a picture of... Where? 
Is there anything else that we need to bring up about this movie? Like, what else could happen? Or, like, who else is important that needs to be brought up? I know there's going to be, like, a whole new gang. Yusuf Kama is going to be part of the new Yusuf gang, Kama. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Also, this teacher from Elvermorny is going to be part of it. I don't remember her name, but she seems cool. There was, like, one... Yay, new characters. There was a connection in Super Kong Brothers that we were watching, Daisy. And it was, like, a connection, I don't know, between, like, some place in Africa and then another and a connection to Yusuf Kama's last name. Yeah, and then it and and then it, and then he was like, "Well, these two countries are both in Africa, so it's gotta be related." It, they were just like, dumb. "It might be, but I don't know." It was just dumb to me. Yeah, and like, okay, so I'm looking at an image of the new Grindelwald. He they completely stylistically changed him. His hair isn't completely white. Yeah, and they didn't powder his face. His hair is like slicked down. Yeah, I'm looking, and then I have another picture of old Grindelwald. Uh, they changed his eyes. His eyes aren't his eyes aren't multicolor. Um. Oh really? Yeah, they're not. It's too bad. It's really too bad that they had to change it. And yeah, his hair isn't like slicked up like Johnny Depp's was. I I mean I think Mads is gonna do a great job, but I think I'm still not super well. happy. Changed him, but I I don't I think, think he's doing. I think it's good. For for me, it's fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. All right, Vaughn, I'm super pumped to see this movie. How about you? Me too. Very pumped. I'm thinking we should go this Friday. So are we gonna do midnight release, release or just the day after? I don't know. Let's do I'm thinking let's have, we're midnight release get tickets for, for is, after school. Yeah, that would be cool. Like immediately, that would be so cool. We could go under Hogwarts robes. I don't know about that, but maybe. Maybe I'll do it. That would, I'm so excited, dude. This is going to be so great. Alright, guys. I think that's it for today's episode. Because I think that's all we can talk about really into this film. So, hopefully you all get an opportunity to go see it when it comes, like, in theaters when it comes out. I encourage you to because this is the first Harry Potter movie I'm ever going to see in theaters. Same with Vaughn. We've never seen a Harry Potter movie in theaters, so mm -hmm. I'm so excited. And, yeah, so please email us um, at G uh, InsideHogwartsPod at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode and what your predictions are for this film. Leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It would help us out so much. Check out our website, InsideHogwarts.com, which hasn't been updated in forever, but I'm going to get on it. <laughs> and, yeah, I think that's it for today. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.